Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. This is the remix. The Jeeps pump this new remix. Uh-huh. This is the remix. Radios play this remix. This is the remix. The drums pump this remix. This is the remix. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. The liberation you hear in my voice is, uh, I'm recording this on October 1st, which is my five-year anniversary with Bear. And my car died a very painful death uh, a few weeks ago. And I'm going to Carvana to use the car vending machine today. Uh, which is fucking exciting. And you're like, car vending machine. I'm like, yep. Uh, and then I don't have to sell things for a while. Uh, this is part of why I offer year-long coaching, is that when spots close, like they are now for the next three months, um, I will urge you to get on the wait list, which you can do at kristenkelp.com slash tap. Um, and I will have a Black Friday sale slash November sale of um, everything. But there's no big, there's no big push. And um, it's really nice. <laughs> it's really nice to not sell things for a while. Um, I like to have rhythms and seasons. And I'm very happy to sell during the summer. And then in the fall, I like to minimize my selling because that's when everyone else gets louder and louder and louder. And I am not, I'm good at being steady. I'm good at staying on it, but I'm not good at getting louder and louder and louder and sending you like 90% off in the next 10 seconds with special coupon code. And you get free raccoons in your purchase. And no, <laughs> I do not want any of that. So today we're going to talk about the fine art of saying no, which is, I just inadvertently told you one of the things I say no to, which is like, I will not get louder. It takes so much energy to go from one to two to three to four to five to six emails a week. Like, like that's what happens during the holidays is that it isn't just, um, that people are buying more. It's that there's so much more selling happening and the selling gets louder and louder. And I like to just opt out of the whole thing, which is what we're going to talk about, which is the fine art of saying no. Uh, now I spend a lot of my time 
working with people who identify as female. And so the fine art of saying no is a big deal. Uh, it's one of the things that we tackle fairly early on in coaching, if you're working with me one-on-one, -on -one, because building boundaries and defining what you will and will not tolerate is always going to bring you closer to your higher self, which is the, the goal, and to your truest work, which is the work that only you can do, which ultimately I think is the goal of entrepreneurship um, if we take away the horrible capitalist bullshit tendencies and we say, okay, like Bear asked me yesterday, um, what would you do if you had like unlimited, not unlimited wealth, but like you knew you never had to worry about money again. It was just there. And I said, I would do exactly what I do now. Like not a whole lot would change if I just suddenly had enough money in the bank without having to earn it. Um, it would, it would be basically this. And when you're, when you're in your truest work zone, that is true. It's not about the money. If it was only about the money, I would have quit so long ago. So my goal is to get you closer to your truest work. And one of the ways to do that is to push a bunch of things off your plate by saying no, and therefore make room for your most important work to come to light. Often when people start working with me, there's this like, uh, yeah, I don't have time for that. 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 And the thing that we tend to not have time for is taking care of ourselves, taking care of uh, our vision and our bigger picture, and just getting bogged down in the everyday and the noise and the distraction. So often saying no is about eliminating noise and distraction. It's often not about eliminating anything important. So a lack of boundaries allows the unimportant to take over your life. And having boundaries allows the important to be at the center of your life. So boundaries are not about pissing people off or uh, making them rearrange their lives around you. It's about saying, this is who I am. This is my work. And this is how you may enter those gates. But no, you may not just sort of vault over the gates and then act like you deserve to be here. That's not okay. That's not a cool thing. And we're not going to do that anymore. As always, these these points I'm going to bring up are not about judging you. They're not about making you feel small. They're not about whatever your asshole brain says. Um, I hope by now that you've been listening long enough to know that that's just always true, but I repeat it because your asshole brain desperately wants for me to be the asshole so that you don't have to do this work. Um, this is about pointing a flashlight to areas of your own interiors that you might not have considered in a while. And again, there is no judgment in haven't considered in a while. That's the sum total of it. Um, and as always, I know about these because I've been there and I've unboxed shit tons of gross debris while getting clear of each one. So um, if at any point you're like, how does she know about that? I feel so seen. It's because I've done that. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, no, I don't have to do this anymore. And that is my life. So we're going to start fairly easy with 15 things to quit that you might not have considered. Um, starting with email lists that you should like or care about. Can we just quit those? Um, whether that's Gary fucking V, who people are like, he has good info sometimes. No. Um, whether that's uh, anybody who has like a female lifestyle empowerment brand that's really just about upholding um, <laughs> white supremacy and white ideals and doing that whole like, if I can do it, you can do it too. Um, but in the most profitable, most sleazy way possible, the things that you should like or care about, but don't just admit it. Like you, you don't like, I don't, I've never seen the dark crystal. I don't want to, I'm not going to join a dark crystal fan club. 
like these these very basic things that sort of take get into the cultural zeitgeist and then we're supposed to care about them you don't have to care about them particularly when it's something pop culture that is not like rooted in something deeply structural that needs to be taken on we're talking about like I don't know, like the Jonas Brothers. I don't give a shit, right? Just stupid stuff. Just let it go. Um, you can quit perfection porn across all social media platforms. And if you're like, what's perfection porn? It, think flat lays, styled shoots, product photography so good that you suddenly want to buy $400 artisanal butter knives right now. Like sometimes if I catch myself, I'm like this graphic design and this this user interface on a website is so good that I would be wanting to buy whatever they were selling. Ergo, I need to leave this site right now. Part of it is just noticing that, that, that with online work, photography has a huge influence. And so if, uh, if you desperately want something, but you're like, I didn't want this 10 minutes ago, it's a good indicator that you have fallen for perfection porn and you can just quit it. Just unfollow, unsubscribe. Do not download the Etsy app. We all know where that goes. Just don't do it. Uh, you can quit that one person you're insanely jealous of and want to be. Like if you could unzip their skin suit, put your skin suit on top of it, that's not a good thing. We can quit that person. Uh, you can quit Facebook, Twitter, or any social media platform that steals your life force. Just, it's done now. You can quit any committees, boards, groups, or clubs that give you a sense of dread or loathing when you think about them. Like at some point you opted into them and now you're like, oh no, oh, it's been, it's a mistake. Uh, you can opt out as soon as humanly possible. You can quit any client who causes your solar plexus to contract when you see an email from them in your inbox. Um, I'm saying them to keep it super anybody, anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. Big, small, big budget, small budget. I don't care. Um, your solar plexus being the point just above your belly button. Uh, it's the chakra that is con that controls sort of your life force and your individuality. That's typically where you'll feel a ping um, that you might not have had a name for before when you see an email from somebody that's just, oh, God, no, no, no. Like, like Toby coming back to the office and Michael Scott just, no, no, God, no. Like that. Can we fire that client? It would be so much better for everyone if we fired that client. Um. You can quit unrealistic challenges that set you up for failure, like 90 days of P90X in a row. What happens on day 91? No one can answer that question. It's not a realistic challenge. So any of them, any of them that are just like, you're going to do this every day. And then unless you can keep that up every day for the rest of your life, that doesn't actually benefit you, right? Like, I'm going to do a five-day juice cleanse. And what happens on day six? You eat all the Oreos, dude. Um, just opting out of that pattern of like extreme rigorous discipline that then goes sideways in a really dangerous way often. Just, just maybe don't do it. Um, the safety of doing the things that you've always done, you can give up on that. So um, if you if you identify as a, I don't know, a photographer, and then you want to try something else, just try something else. You you identify as a painter, you identify as, I don't know, as a life coach, as a, whatever it is, you're always free to try something new. You're always free to experiment. And you don't have to do it like burn one down and then start a new one. You can just float a service or a product out there 
that's like, hey, I'm just trying this, and then see what happens. Uh, you can give up going it alone. You can just give it up. <laughs> like, you do not have to do this alone. This life, this work, this, uh, this being on earth, you don't have to do it alone. And it's so much better when you don't do it alone. So can you ask for help? And can you ask for help repeatedly, even for things that seem small or insignificant? Because those are the often the easiest for someone else to take over. That it's just like, hey, can you not leave dishes in the sink? Because it makes me feel completely undervalued as a human. And then maybe a person won't leave dishes in the sink. Not a big, huge deal, but you get what you need and you're not going it alone. Uh, you can quit those services you bought but no longer use, and now they just take like $9.99 a month every month or whatever it is. Um, I am always amazed by how those sort of trickle in, and then I have to go back through my budget like every quarter and be like, oh, oh, no, 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 I don't use that anymore. Or that was a free trial I forgot to cancel. Or just, yeah, I don't need that anymore. I did, and now I don't. Uh, you can quit the news and forms that cause harm. And what I mean by that is that I am incredibly um, sensitive to images and video of news, but I'm capable of reading it so that I know what's going on. Ergo, I don't get to check out into Happy White Privilegeville, but also I do not have these images that run over and over and over and over and over in my mind. Like, I don't need to see video of people being shot in a school shooting, to believe that it happened, and to take the appropriate action. So the news informs the cause harm is incredibly helpful to opt out of. If you are in the US, whatthefuckjusthappentoday.com will summarize all of your headlines, or the most important Trump headlines, with no images whatsoever. So I still know what's going on. The articles are all referenced so I can go back to them if necessary, but I know that I'm never gonna go there and find some sort of horrific image that now lives in my brain forever when I visit that site. Does that make sense? And it can be very helpful to have a print newspaper, print magazine. Um, it can be very helpful to watch, uh, let's say, you know, John Oliver's Last Week Tonight. Um, to just to just be sensitive to what you're sensitive to instead of acting like no I should just I should just get better I should just whatever man up I should just be able to take this um, if you're harming yourself in the process of trying to serve other people it's not doing anyone any good you can give up on sports just I just can't I just don't I'm just like oh the sports happened that's great with the sports and the balls there were balls they were yeah they were they were caught uh huh. That's fucking great. Like, I will high-five Eagles fans all day, but I don't give a fuck about football. You just don't have to care. Um, you can give up on fashion. Now, in some ways, this is not... Give, it's not giving up on how you dress or how you appear. It's giving up on, is this trendy? And how much did this cost? Like, I don't care that your dress costs $84,000. I still don't like it. That's a very helpful thing. And then, um, yeah, I don't care if it's trendy right now or not. I wear day sequins. I wear glitter and I love it. My style is punk rock golden girl. And, uh, yeah, that's just how it is. <laughs> oh, well. And finally, you can give up on your bathroom scale. Um, your weight is not a measurement of your worth in the world. Period. Um, the great irony of this is uh, that I have a friend that's significantly underweight and so she also gets yelled at at the doctor 
because she does not weigh enough. And they tell her things like eat avocados because you need more fat on your body. Um, and so there's really no winning because she is the idealistic, like she could walk a runway with her enormous thigh gap right now, but she also gets yelled at at the doctor and I get yelled at the doctor for being too fat. So there's, it's really just absurd because when you reach the ideal, which she has, which is the enormous thigh gap, you also get yelled at at the doctor. <laughs> so maybe just give up on the bathroom scale. Like, how do you feel in your body and how does that relate to the rest of your life? And that's it. That's a good place to start and end that conversation. Further out and beyond those basics, um, you can unfollow, unsubscribe, ignore, quit, and give up. So I've quit following a mentor I made, I paid $20,000 to work with. I've quit paying attention to a person I want to be. Yes, I have one. Um, that has waned significantly since I quit paying attention. It's one of the most unhelpful things that I ask people to do. Uh, typically when you start working with me, it's who do you compare yourself to? Great. I'll bet you follow them on Instagram, Facebook, wherever it is that you follow them. Um, please unfollow them immediately. And then your brain kicks up like, well, well, they'll know, or they'll be upset or, but they're my friend or nope, nope. Your mental health, your work, and particularly your truest work is worth far more than whether you follow that person or not. I promise if you can't believe you, believe me. Your work is more important than you are following that person that you say is a friend with regard to whatever it is that makes you jealous. Uh, I quit trying to buy clothes online. Um, I've quit gluten, dairy, sugar, and garbage food in general at certain points when my health desperately needed attention. At some points I was like gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, um, fruit-free, uh, grain-free, like no, like, oh my God, it was exhausting. Uh, but my health needed it. And then I can slowly layer other things back in because turns out I was violently allergic to eggs, but my body didn't give me any symptoms. And I took a food test and oh my God, that helped tremendously. Um, I've quit the Catholic church and Christianity in general. If you ever listen to coming out of the spiritual closet, you'll hear way more about that. Um, and I've even quit trying to explain my job to my mom. My mom is not on or of the internet, and so what I do is lost on her. So I just quit. Um, so for you and for your mental health and well-being, um, here are some people I need to unfollow. That's for you to fill in. <laughs> uh, here are some people I need to unsubscribe from. Without guilt, without shame, without, but they did so much good for me then, totally fine. You can graduate without it being a divorce, no hard feelings. You're just, it's time for a new thing. And that's a Rob Bell saying, you can make it a graduation, not a divorce. Um, I don't have to listen to this voice in my head any longer. This is possibly the most important one that when you catch an asshole brain in a pattern, and you just say, I don't have to listen to that voice anymore. I can, I may not be able to stop it from existing, but I don't have to listen to it. And it's usually a person's voice. It's usually not just you. Um, it's usually a certain person, a relative, a friend that got in there early on, a guru, a mentor or whatever. You don't have to listen to them. And to put it another way, it's okay to quit paying attention to, uh, uh, for example, Ricky Gervais on Instagram posts like funny, 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 like brutally murdered animal, funny, 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 brutally murdered animal. And he's doing it to raise awareness for PETA, but dude, 
those images live in me and you do not have the right. So I need to quit paying attention to Ricky Gervais on Instagram. Totally stupid, totally frivolous example that's also very real. So just acknowledging where harm is being done to you is important. And being like, I can support a cause without having graphic images of the harm being done in my brain for the rest of time. Because somehow those images stick where other images don't. So it's really violent toward myself. And we don't have to do that anymore. Now with quitting, you're naturally going to come up against making sure that you really need to quit. So what that means is that I quit buying clothes online. I say that. And recently I failed. Like, ah, uh, no, I have a shoot with the Alicia Bruce coming up and I need new clothes. Um, and then I returned hundreds of dollars worth of clothing. <laughs> because sometimes we just need to be sure that those rules we've made are still true. Um, and they are. So that's a normal, healthy part of human behavior. That's not a reason to flog yourself for any reason. So if you quit something and then six months later you want to check in and be like, is this still true? Oh, oh, this is very still true. Um, yeah. And then finally, uh, or not finally, we're just getting started here. Um, I want you to give up on purpose. Meaning we act like giving up is a bad thing, but uh, Bob Goff has a thing where he quits something every Thursday. I don't have that many things to quit, so I just give up on purpose. Uh, I have given up on having an empire or anything like an empire. I've given up on building a team of people to work with me. I've given up on making seven figures, being on Oprah's radar, doing more than two speaking gigs a year, creating big, huge, expensive, scalable programs, and trying to connect with the masses instead of one-on-one, -on -one, which is my unique area of bliss and expertise. Uh, and mostly I learned about what I needed to give up on by trying to do each of those things and then wondering why I resented my work so much at every turn. Seething resentment is generally a sign that you're on the wrong path. Now that may seem obvious, but it's, it's, it needs to be said that if some part of you is deeply resentful, um, that's generally a sign that if, even if you're not on the wrong path, something is wrong and that seething resentment is not how we do your truest work or build your greatest, whatever it is, contraption that you're building in life. So your turn. I need to give up on blur. Fill that in. You can pause me now. Fill that in. I need to give up on blur. And then no more blank is a way of saying no. So we all have habits and patterns that repeat generally unconsciously until we bring them to light. Let's drag some of those patterns into the open so you can choose to keep them or not. So this is not about other people. This is about, oh, these are patterns that I do and that I don't have to do this anymore. Like no more. I'm going to give you some examples. And then of course, I'm going to ask you to declare no more as well. Um, no more downloading freebies you never read. So guilty. <laughs> uh, no more signing up for services you should use. So often this is you have two clients, but you signed up for like a CRM program that has bells and whistles and is like $99 a month. And you don't need that much quite yet. You may never need that much. No more trying to make your dreams bigger or smaller in order to fit in. Now, the goal here is usually with capitalism and what Greta Thunberg says is the um, 
sort of the maniacal vision of infinite economic growth, generally you're pushed to make your dreams bigger. That you want to have 30 clients? Okay, you want 60. You want to have 100 clients? Okay, you want 200. That program is $1,000? Okay, make it three. That program is $4,000? Make it 15. Um, bigger is always the push, and it's okay for your dreams to be the size that they are. You do not have to change their shape or form or structure in any way in order to fit in. Likewise, if you are one of those people that's like, I want to be on stage in an arena, 100,000 people losing their shit to my name, please go do that. Don't try and make it smaller. If Bruce Springsteen had tried to talk himself into having smaller dreams, I would never know about him and you wouldn't either. And that is not cool because Bruce is fucking awesome and I love him. Um, no more toning it down to please blank. And that could be a real person who's the blank, and that could be a voice in your head that's the blank. Either way, no more toning it down to please blank. No more censoring yourself to avoid being not liked. Because being generally liked is boring. Being not liked is actually kind of fun, because you know that people that like you really like you, because there are lots of people that really don't. <laughs> No more sticking to rules you've had since you were small that no longer make sense or serve you. So if you grew up in a traditionally religious community of some sort, there are often a bunch of rules that just sort of got glommed on to your childhood that may no longer make sense, that may no longer serve you. Uh, I remember being in Sunday school and when they would go through uh, Paul's letters and talk about how the man is the head of the woman in Christianity, and the head of man is Christ. I would just be like, no, dude, that's not what he meant. It's not, no, no, this is going to be used for, no, this is going to be used to, to suppress and oppress women. This is not cool. I do not agree. No. <laughs> I'm like 14. No. We're not doing patriarchy right now. No. Uh, so it's okay to just take those rules that still are going to stick in your brain because they came in way early before you could keep them out and just put, gently push them back. No. No more reading books all the way to the end just because you started them. That's a weird one. I was in college before I realized that I could be like, no, we're not doing this. It makes it far less of a commitment to begin a book, and it makes it far easier to be like, you only get so much time on this planet. And based on the fact, like, I read a lot, and I read about 100 books a year. With the average life expectancy, I only have a few thousand books left in me um, to read, and I don't want to waste a single one of them on a shitty book that I knew from page 27 was not going to do it for me. No more numbing out with food, alcohol, drugs, reality TV, benders in Jamaica, whatever it is that you do. Um, and that's related to the is it nourishing or numbing, which is a really good question because we can often use nourishing things to numb. Uh, and so that's worth considering. But just generally knowing that you have a pattern and then saying like, no more numbing out with that. No more pretending blank doesn't matter because it does. And what I found, the reason I say Gary Vee was such y'all vitriol is because in most business related things, your soul is the thing you're pretending doesn't matter. And that is particularly painful. That when you 
take a, a course, a program, advice, whatever, you follow a person and they give bad advice or advice that is not completely aligned with your soul, but you do it anyway. And then you're like, why does this feel so terrible? Part of it is sometimes if you're learning to sell, learning to market, that you're building a muscle. And so there's that fatigue that comes, like you've gone to the gym and then your arms hurt the next day. But part of it is that you might be trampling on pieces of your soul as you do it. This just doesn't feel right. This is not in line with my ethics. This is a bridge too far. This is perpetuating a system that actually does a great deal of harm. Um, this is upholding white supremacy. This is upholding the ideal that you have to be cis, white, thin, female in order to be really good at business. Um, let's not pretend that that thing doesn't matter anymore. Because it does. And finally, no more doing things the way you've been doing them because that's the way they've always been done. <laughs> Uh, meaning if you've been, do, you've been in this job for X years and you've always done this and then this and then this and then this, that is not a reason to keep doing it exactly that way. And, and I'm not talking about traditions that have been in your family for hundreds or for thousands of years. I'm talking about like, well, every morning I have two eggs with toast and coffee. That's what I do. Okay, well, you're allergic to eggs. You know what? Never mind. We're going to switch to oatmeal. Not that that's a practical real life example or anything, right? <laughs> like sometimes we just do things because that's the way that we've always done them. And then, oh my God, that doesn't actually benefit you in any way. So, okay, we switch it up. So what are you declaring no more to? This is a great place to pause me and write some stuff down. No more, and like post-it note, like no more blah. Don't need lots of explanation. Don't need a big strategy, just no. And then at long last, before we finish, there's the big one. There's the one thing that comes to mind when I say, there's a thing you need to quit, stop doing, or say no to. And then you're like, well, if she doesn't mention it specifically, then maybe it doesn't count. Um, it's like your own personal soul heroine. Like, you know you shouldn't be doing it, but you like to do it anyway. Um, I don't know what that is. I don't have a list of like 7,422 specific things that you might be using as soul heroine that you need to get off of. Um... But if there's something that comes to mind when I say that there's a thing that you need to quit, stop doing, or say no to, let's admit that to yourself right now. You don't have to tell me or anyone else, but it's really helpful and really important to admit it to yourself. Like you've made it this far. Can you owe it to yourself to go one step further and say, oh my God, the big thing I need to admit is this. and then actually admit it. So that brings us to the end. If you have comments, k at kristenkelp.com, at kkalp.com. I also encourage you to go to kristenkelp.com and hop on the email list if you haven't yet, because it's awesome. And if you go to kristenkelp.com slash podcast, you can leave a review or a rating, which is tremendously helpful, uh, or leave a tip because holy shit, if you think that just pulling half hour classes out of thin air is a simple and easy thing, 
you have probably never taught a half hour class to many, many people. Okay. So, um, may you give up, quit, unfollow, unsubscribe, or cancel whatever no longer serves you. May you find ways and ways and ways and more ways to bring your truest work to light. And may you master the fine art of saying no, starting right now. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now and we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.